three, two. All right, back by no popular demand. Two people asked me, they're like, yo, you got to bring back T's and TD's. Both of them are on the podcast and we added one more for good luck. <laughs> Sorry for abandoning this side project for much of the summer, but you know, life got in the way. Hey, we're back. It's week one. It's the NFL season. Here we go. Jim Madalinski, Aaron Martin, Mike Shreve, the boys, we're back. We're going to do a quick like little week one preview, season long expectations, rapid fire chat make fun of each other, all in good natured fun, and it'll be good. We'll just do like the quick rapid fire, how you doing? So Jim, how's it going? Life is good. Happy football season. Uh, happy to be back and glad to finally stop losing money on baseball to bet on something else for the first time in a while. I'm, so I'm, I'm glad, looking I'm, forward to that. I'm glad you can start losing money on football as well. Aaron Martin, how's life in toasty Florida? It is quite toasty, and I'm excited that football means it will be slightly less toasty in the next couple of months, so what could be better? We're, we're starting to get fall feels up here in the Northeast, and and joining us live from, from Dormont, Pennsylvania, Mike James Shreve. Not not the normal gambling reporters crew, but, but it's week <laughs> one. We got to get you in here. I did not think I was coming back after I pitched an over after the Phoenix Open. Absolutely no money made that weekend. I got to uh, tell you, done. the email box uh, for T's and TD's has been inundated with people still roasting you about your, your waste management open uh, takes. To so uh, self-awareness is off the charts. No. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go with a little bit of a sleeper team that you have for this season, a letdown team that you happen have for this season. One you think is overrated and then something else that you think you think this is a place for lukewarm and mediocre takes. So we are going to give our lukewarm and mediocre takes and, and not go too far. So uh, let's start with the sleepers and uh, Shreve, I'll let, I'll let you kick this off. We'll banter about it and we'll, we'll fly through this pretty quickly. Give me your sleeper and your why. So my sleeper is, is hundred percent a Homer pick here, but uh, I'm going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders. I think uh, <laughs> right to it. He's wearing a Raiders hat for the radio listeners. I mean, he's got the Raiders hat on right now. Talk about out of left field. I'm going to go with this. I don't mind it. Talk me through it. I know you've got, you're I coming just, from a hometown hometown perspective. I'll walk me through why. I just, I look back on last year, you got a team that still made the playoffs after traversing probably the craziest NFL calendar season ever. They, they pick up uh, McDaniels and, you know, we're thinking he's going to be a little bit of a savant. Obviously you made some key additions there. You got the Q alum Chandler Jones on the defense coming in. And, uh, and of course the, uh, the big name, we got Devonte Adams in the fold now. And uh, they just, gave a big story about how they almost died whitewater rafting together. So I can't imagine there's a single team with more chemistry than the Las Vegas Raiders this year. Jim, do you like it? I can see it. I mean, that they, they definitely strike me as a team. If, if McDaniels is what we think he is, that offense should be pretty potent. I mean, the weapons are there. Uh, what are they going to running back? I know there's a lot of talk about Josh Jacobs. If he's going to be the guy, they like that rookie. Uh, but yeah, there's a possible. It's not too far out of left field. Like you went cleave. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I had down. <laughs> no, I mean, Sorry, look, I, I agree. I, I'm, I'm a big believer in this. I, I like the team. I, I think, uh, like Shreve was saying, 
the way that they performed last year. Uh, for the loyal listeners of this pod will remember I was all on the Raiders bandwagon the last few weeks of the season. So I love the way the car performed. He made a believer out of me. Waller, Renfro, Adams, I think the pass rush with Crosby and Chandler Jones is going to really hide some of the deficiencies they have in the secondary. And I just, I just think that this, in a lot of ways, is a really, really strong team that everybody's overlooking because they just happen to share a division with Mahomes, Herbert, and now Wilson. And that was mm-hmm. going to be that was going to be my point. The it, navigating that division is going to be an absolute challenge. But that division is going to be just a juggernaut. Those games will be a blast. I was just looking at the schedule. We get we get Chargers Chiefs week two on Thursday night. So that's going to be a heck of a uh, a Thursday night second game uh, aside from the one that we've got coming up tomorrow. So um, yeah, I see it. It makes perfect sense. Completely logical sleeper, Jim Madalinski. What's yours? I should have I should have checked with the ground rules before we went through this about what sleeper qualifies we're not i'm not necessarily saying this is a super bowl winning team but uh it's becoming a trendy pick right now but i i'm gonna go with the carolina panthers Mm. to be a Mm. playoff team i think that they could be a playoff team this year and i just think baker mayfield whatever you think of him is an upgraded quarterback over whatever they were rolling out there last year the corpse of cam newton sam donald all that stuff that you saw uh, and not to mention, they made some changes on the offensive coaching staff. Ben McAdoo isn't exactly somebody that people think is a superstar, uh, but he's capable. And I think the talent on that offense alone, DJ Moore, if he has somebody that can give him the ball, a healthy Christian McCaffrey, fingers crossed. I think that's the X factor anytime you talk about the Panthers. Uh, and I think, generally speaking, that division is weaker than a lot of people think. So I see them being able to be a team that wins nine and eight, 10 and seven, sneaking into the playoffs, that type of team. Uh, And I think they'll just be uh, more fun to watch this year. Fully agree. I think that division's incredibly weak and we'll, I'll talk about that here in a second, but uh, I, I, I I also think, um, uh, Matt rules coaching for his job as well. And there's a certain, uh, element of that, and, you know, he came in with all these high expectations after turning around two college programs and, uh, hasn't necessarily seen that success at the NFL, but he hasn't had a cr- healthy Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, and DJ Moore, I, I, we're all fantasy players. It feels like DJ Moore is getting a little buzz, uh, just for being an incredible talent who hasn't gotten in the end zone. And now, uh, maybe, maybe that offense does get a little bit unlocked with Baker at the helm. Shreve, you have any Panthers thoughts? No, I love that shout there by Jim. I think it's I think it's entirely contingent upon McCaffrey's health. I, I think if he holds up and he is, you know, the workhorse that we know him to be, then I think that's a great shout. And uh yeah, the NFC South is is not really, you know, full of powerhouses. So, you know, there's six games there throughout the year that are entirely winnable for that team. Agreed. Aaron, any final Panthers thoughts? Yeah, just one name scares me to death on this team, and that's Ben McAdoo, the Mm -hmm. offensive coordinator. He didn't exactly light the world on fire with the Giants a few years ago, and and nobody was exactly trying to hire him either. So I have no idea if he can be a decent offensive coordinator. He didn't show me much the last few years when he was coaching. So I think a lot will depend on what he's able to do in that offense. But as we've been saying, they have the pieces, McCaffrey, DJ Moore. I think Baker's going to have a bounce back here. That defense has some nice players, JC Horn. I think Brian Burns is probably the most underrated player in football. So if they could put the pieces together, yeah, I think they have a real shot. But I don't know, betting on Ben McAdoo seems a little scary and not so great for your wallet. 
Jim's Jim's hands I, up. He wants to make I, a huge Ben McAdoo point no, right I now. Just I can just see the, it in I his just eyes. I learned in the last 90 seconds that Ben McAdoo went to Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Hey, oh, there we go. Hey, UP guy. Now I'm absolutely <laughs> pulling for them a little more. To I that think- to that point, very quickly, just, you know, I'm, I'm very happy that Joe Brady is the quarterback's coach of the Buffalo Bills right now, but there's something to be said about a guy who rose that meteorically. Who knows if Ben McAdoo uh, gets along a little better with Matt Rule and brings some sort of professional stability uh, to that team, uh, given given the challenges that he faced as the Giants coach and, uh, you know, the injuries and, and just everything he dealt with as a Giants coach. So there's a positive case to be made for them as a sleeper and, and uh, I agree with it as well. All right. Uh, my sleeper, and again, uh, very much not pandering to this crowd. I just, maybe it's cause I'm outside the Pittsburgh bubble, but I definitely think that the Steelers team, uh, has the requisite talent that they should not be the, uh, fourth most favorite team to win, uh, the AFC North. I think that when you look at all the talent that is on both sides of the ball, there is a huge deficiency, uh, in this team possibly. And that, that is the offensive line. And Lord knows, uh, you know, Najee Harris, uh, has all the talent in the world, but, uh, was running upstream a lot last year. Uh, but I, I just think if, if, if Trubisky is competent, the pass catchers on this team are a force to be reckoned with, especially if George Pickens has a modicum of, of shows a modicum of the talent in the regular season that he's uh, shown to have in the preseason. I just, some, if that team, if, if Trubisky is competent, which he has shown that he can be a competent uh, quarterback in this league uh, in the right situation, he has some mobility so he can escape the pocket if necessary. Deontay Johnson uh, finds open spaces uh, almost better than anybody in this league. And, and defensively, they're going to generate a ton of pressure. I just, I, I see a world where the Steelers just aren't the bottom feeders of the AFC North. And that granted that's been a couple of weeks since I've looked at the odds since the, the final uh, Watson suspension. So, but, but I definitely, I like the Steelers. I, I have a feeling I might not get too much pushback from anybody. Does anybody think that the Steelers take is a bad one? Well, l- let me jump in here. I, th- <laughs> I think they will be decent. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team. Now, their, their Vegas win total last check was seven and a half. I think they're probably going to hit the over on that. The one thing I keep coming back to is this is a team that knows how to win without a quarterback because they've had Ben Roethlisberger the last couple of years. And, <laughs> and even before, oh, so I don't need to get into my anti-Ben take any longer. <laughs> and we don't need to listen to his podcast either while we're at it. But anyway, so uh, the whole thing with, with the Steelers, though, is they know how to win with defense. And we saw that in 2019 when Roethlisberger got injured and the combo of Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges almost led them to a playoff playoff appearance. And that was when there was only six teams. I think that their defense is strong enough. I think their, their talent with receivers, with Najee Harris, with Pat, Pat Firemuth and tight end. I think they're good enough to stay competitive the whole way. I don't think they'll be able to get over the hump, get to 10 wins. I just think that's a little too tall of an order, but I agree. I mean, I think they're they're going to be better than most people think, and I don't think that they will be in the bottom of the AFC North this year. I agree with that, absolutely. And, and the thing with that, I think this is the most talent the Steelers have had on offense since Juju's rookie year. Agreed. A thousand percent. And I don't think it's even close. And uh, across the board, it might even be more than what they had that year. Because you look at Pat, Pat Fryermuth coming into his second year, Najee into his second year, everything you said about George Pickens, and the fact that they can now – fully run Matt Canada's offense, which is another X factor. Is it good enough to be an NFL offense? 
we didn't know that last year because that's not what they were running. Anybody that ever watched a backhanded offense knew that that's not even a shell of what his offense is supposed to look like. We'll see that this year because Trubisky can move. They have more mobility on the line, even though it is right now looking like an unmitigated disaster. Uh, but yeah, I just until they're not good or average, there's no reason for me to ever believe that they're not going to be good or average. I'm just not seeing it yet that they're not a potential 500 team because they don't have losing seasons. <laughs> I had to jump up and uh, close the window because my dog got so excited about that hot take there. <laughs> he, he's got his Steelers bandana on. He's fired up. Um, I uh, I like it. I mean, I think it, they're the Pittsburgh Steelers for a reason, you know. I, I think when Aaron said the over-under was 7.5 on the, on the Steelers, um, last I'd heard was one of the biggest bets in, you know, around the sports books um, in Vegas was someone had put a quarter million on the Steelers to cover that. and. and and go over. So um, I, don't, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's Mike Tomlin's system. You know, he, he's always competitive. You know, they're never truly out of games. They're, they're getting the Browns while Watson's out of commission early in the season. And uh, I, I think they'll be in every game strictly because of their defense. Um, I, I've got questions about Trubisky and specifically if he doesn't perform right away, you know, how quickly do the Pittsburgh fans start crawling down his throat and start calling for Kenny Pickett. So um I could see, you know, depending on how the season starts for the Steelers, it could go one of two ways. But um, I, I certainly wouldn't count them out now. Love it. Steelers also play the AFC East and the NFC South, which are two, I think, weaker divisions as well. So schedule, schedule-wise, that's favorable for them. Okay, letdown team. Team that kind of is supposed to be good or uh, has higher expectations uh, that you don't necessarily – uh, buy it. We'll uh, we'll start with Madalinsky on this one. All right, hit record and save this for later. <laughs> this one can bite me right in the ass. But Tampa Bay, mm, I yeah. just don't think that they're gonna. I, is I think this is the year of the bubble burst. Uh, with Tom Brady, with just the whole weird disappearance in the middle of training camp. The fact that and maybe it's just that I've been doing fantasy football drafts that everybody thinks Leonard Fournette is this superstar again, and he's a first and second round draft pick who has never put it together really for a full season. Uh, everyone loves playoff Lenny, but it's still a 17 game season. So it just seems like, and I don't trust their defense either. So they brought in all these older free agents. The bubble's going to burst eventually, and I just think that's going to be this year. Tampa Bay was my team as well. Uh, mm. I, I won't belabor the point too much, but, uh, and this will come up in a minute with me, but just, I, I just, there's some bad juju there. There's just some weird Godwin's ACL Evans is another year older and feels like he deals with a nagging injury every year. Uh, yeah. They're, you know, their defensive line has, has typically been pretty good. Arians is gone. Todd Bowles taking over, you know, obviously he didn't have a ton of talent with the jets as much as he does now, but I just, uh, it's just a different vibe around this team. And I'm just not sure they're going to, they're going to have the moxie and, and their quarterback is Tom Brady, but their quarterback is 45 years old. So I, I just don't, I am not, I'm not necessarily buying it. And, uh, I, I too am, am on the same page, uh, as you, Jim, Mike or Mike or Aaron, do you think that's a terrible take? I'm behind it. I mean, You've got a 45-year-old behind the helm, so it, eventually time has to win, right? I, I know it's a terrible bet going against Tom Brady, but how the guy just took, what, two weeks off during training camp because mm-hmm. I think the tabloids are, are 
guessing that uh, he's got some. This is a this this is this is a this is a capital J journalism podcast. We're gonna yeah. uh, no, sure. we're just gonna throw hot takes out. <laughs> <No mistake. laughs> we're just gonna quote page six and go with that. Right. Oh, I man. would love to be on the mass singer. Yeah. No. <laughs> just what one quick point to throw in there too. Obviously, Brady hasn't been mobile in about 15 years, but he always wants to step up in the pocket. And where the Bucks have been decimated by injuries is right in the center of their offensive line. Uh, Ryan Jensen's out for the year, their star center. They lost a guard uh, about a week ago to another injury. Uh, Kappa, who I believe was one of their starters last year at guard, is now with the Bengals. They have a lot of problems up front. And if that interior of the offensive line doesn't hold up and Brady can't step up when he makes his throws, it's going to be a very, very long season. I actually think there's a, there's a shot. I, I don't think they're going to win the division, and I think they have a decent shot of missing the playoffs. So we'll see. I don't know if it'll crumble quite that fast, but I think they could be in for a long season. They play the NFC West and the AFC North as well, which uh, NFC West is going to be a gauntlet. So uh, at least it could be. So uh, Aaron, letdown team. So originally I had the Bucks, but the other one I was circling is the Denver Broncos. I think everybody is on board with this team Let's a little ride. too fast. <laughs> I know she's a big, big Raiders fan. As a fan of the stake. That was my just, team too. I, I like the Broncos. I, I like. I think trading for Russell Wilson was smart. I think you go for it when you have the chance to. But Russell Wilson has not looked like himself the last couple of years. He doesn't scramble like he used to. I think this team has a lot of holes in it. Otherwise, I still think there's some questions with their defense. Uh, yes, they signed Randy Gregory, which is, is a nice player. Bradley Chubb has been nothing but injured in his career. He's got all the talent in the world, but he can't stay on the field. Uh, outside of Pat Sertain, I think there's a lot of questions about how that back seven is going to perform. And, and the big thing with the offense is Nathaniel Hackett is a new coach who's already said that basically he's going to take a step back and let Russell Wilson really dictate how this offense goes. We saw how that worked out in Seattle the last couple of years. It seems like what Russell Wilson thinks he does best and what he actually does best don't always coincide. And let's not forget Nathaniel Hackett's the same guy who got fired as offensive coordinator in Jacksonville four years ago. So he's not some offensive savant just because he got to hang out with Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years. So I just, I think this team could be okay. I think they might be eight, nine, nine and eight, but I think they're still at least a year away from the playoffs. Mike, why do you have Denver? I, uh, for a lot of those same reasons, but uh, another just kind of being the elephant in the room that they have to play the AFC West and someone has to finish at the bottom of that. And uh, I just, I, for the life of me, I can't see the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I do have them taking a little bit of a step back, not a, not a monumental one. Um, I think the Chargers are going to be incredibly dangerous this year. Uh, major chip on their shoulder after how things transpired last year. Um, and I'm just, I'm thinking one team has to kind of get left out there. And, and to me, it makes the most sense that the Denver Broncos are probably the least polished of the four. I want to like the Broncos. I, I genuinely, I mean, it's, it's just in a, you know, a, a, I think the offense could, could truly be a well-oiled machine. I mean, I, I, you know, we, we've seen Wilson be really good with, with uh, two really good weapons and, and uh, a moderately good running game. If you want to call Chris Carson, that when he was, with the Seahawks. Now he's got this two headed monster. And, and uh, I think that offense could be a little bit more balanced. We could see the the flip side of Hackett is if he, if, if, if the defense is competent and he produces a, a better ish version, similar version of what he was able to do 
uh, with Aaron Rodgers, uh, just just with sort of a similar kind of two-headed monster uh, type build with with uh, good receivers that that can get open, and the, arguably these receivers in Denver are better than what he had in Green Bay. So um, I think there's there's the framework of of this team being being pretty good, and and I it, it honestly it would surprise me more for them to finish uh, last in the AFC West than it would for them to have, uh, one, you know, be the two or the three seed, uh, in the AFC. I, 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 I see more upside than downside, but that's just my take before week one, Jim. I've been so torn on them for the last couple of weeks. Cause I've been looking at my preseason Super Bowl bets. I could easily see them being the Rams of last year. I mean, look at what the Rams, they trade for the veteran quarterback. They have these young weapons around them. They have an offensive minded coach and they have a defense on paper that should be okay. And then I have the same thoughts that you guys just put out there. Do I really trust them? And in that division, they could just as easily finish fourth as they could first. Uh, with that said, I'm staying away from any financial investments into them, but I honestly wouldn't be surprised with anything they do this year. It's just, they're just such a unique team. They're probably one of my more intriguing teams in the entire league to watch this year, just because of all of the weapons they have potentially offensively and no one really knows. I don't think I, I don't think you can put a finger on what they're going to do this year. I don't think anyone really can. Yeah, for sure. Okay, something else. I think I think uh, about about this season. We can uh, we can go through these relatively quickly. Uh, I will I will lead off here, and we've we've touched on this a little bit. Um, I think that I think that some of these teams that are supposed to be good that have had bad juju this off season are going to have really bad years. And I'm talking namely about the Buccaneers, the Cardinals and the Browns. I, I, from a talent and, 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 and roster perspective have some question marks about all three of those teams. When you add on some of, you know, the extra baggage, when we've got Brady disappearing for the bucks, we've got the Hopkins suspension. We've got just this weird, Kyler Murray extension off season relationship with Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I just, there, there's something about the Cardinals that, that, that worries me. And then the Browns with everything going on with Watson. Um, I, I just, some of the offensive weapons there uh, outside of Chubb, I mean, the offensive line should be pretty good and Chubb's Chubb's really good, but you know, Kareem hunt also sort of, there were reports that he wanted out of there. Amari Cooper is never a guy that's really sort of excited me as a, as a $20 million a year receiver, which he is. So um, there's just, there, there's been a lot of hype around those teams. And I, I, I think all of them are, could be due for long years. So um, not necessarily saying the bucks again are going to miss the playoffs, but relative to expectations and what they've done previously, that's my, that's something I think I think is that all three are going to have, have pretty down years. So uh, any response to that uh, is, is welcome, but not necessary. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. Any thoughts, any thoughts on that before we move on to somebody else's take? I think most everybody's out on Cleveland at this point. (laughs) <laughs> to not have them to, to to go with Jacoby Brissett for the first eleven games of the year pretty much screams three and eight, and then maybe Watson wins them four or five, and he hasn't played football in two years. So I, I'm with you there. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Okay, all right. Yeah, I agree. All, all three. Jim, what do you think? You think? Cover your ears. I think that I would be petrified to be a Buffalo Bills fan right now. <laughs> Never. In my life, 
Because I can remember, and maybe I'm prisoner of the moment now, but I have never seen a team that's never won a Super Bowl before get picked as often as the Buffalo Bills are getting picked right now. I mean, we're talking 80% of experts on television. ESPN had a graphic today where all eight of their panelists picked the Buffalo Bills in one way, shape, or form to win the Super Bowl. It's staggering me. Yes, I think they are a phenomenal team. I can't believe the odds that they have right now to win the Super Bowl. It's not even worth the money right now with what the odds are at this point. And do I think they could? Yeah, absolutely. They, they, they should have potentially won it last year with the team that they had. They added Von Miller, but I just I get so nervous when I see that much hype around one team that's never gotten it done before. And that's what I think. I love it. I love all of it. Go on, Mike. Captain, I just, I just think you need a little extra stress in your life. So, you know, we're going to just take the team. Because if anybody knows me, they know I don't put enough stress on myself in my life. We're going to put them on an absolute pedestal and we're going to tell them to go 18 and 0. Oh, man. Aaron? Just quickly, the first first seven weeks of the season, they get to play Stafford, Lamar, Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers. So four of the first seven games are against arguably probably four of the best five or six quarterbacks in football. So we're going to know if Buffalo's for real pretty quickly. They have a much easier second half, but I think we're going to know pretty quickly uh, if this team is truly one of the top contenders. We don't need to believe it. I think they are. I think they are. Don't get me wrong. I locked them into the playoffs, all of that. They're going to win the division oh, yeah. based on the rest. Of the- I'm just saying, like, slam dunk Super Bowl is just staggering to me to see right now. And it's everywhere. Can't not see it. I was texting my buddy Jack this morning uh, after I saw the graphic where there was a near unanimous pick of the Buffalo Bills. And I, I said a bunch of, you know, we were just talking about the game. And at 1126, I said, I hate how public we are. <laughs> Which I do. I, I, I really, it's crazy to think, you know, this team, I love them, but they haven't proven anything. You know, they, they've, you know, they lost in the AFC championship. They lost, you know, in the divisional, you know, round last year and, and that's fine. Um, but the second half of the text was, but whatever. So I just am out here <laughs> really feeling like we've got a really, a really good roster, but look, I, I'm, I'm it's first night jitters, but would not surprise me if we, if we lose by, by 10 tomorrow for the sole purpose of the fact that, you know, we, we are without Tredavious white and it's going to be, it could be tough to slow them down. Uh, especially if they're passing offenses, you know, clicking on all cylinders, which they might not be because those guys don't play in the preseason. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I agree. It's, it's very public and, uh, for, for Buffalo, that's, that's nuts. Uh, just in the national conversation. So I, I understand the take, but I still think they're going to be very good. Aaron. I think, I think the Packers are going to be better without Devontae Adams. I actually really, really like flaming this hot, team. flaming hot this take. team this year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. My headphones are on the fire. Off- oh, wow. The <laughs> offense is going to change. It's going to be run through Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. I obviously Aaron Rodgers back to back MVP, but the reason why is this defense is stacked and nobody is talking about how good this defense is. I mean, their secondary alone, they may have the best secondary in football. Jair Alexander is a stud who was out most of last year. Their rookie last year, Eric Stokes played incredibly well. Rasul Douglas was picked up off the street, ended up getting a, a good size contract. Their safeties, Dar- Darnell Savage, Adrian Amos. I can just keep going. They have a really solid front, front seven on top of that. I just think this team is 
is actually built better than they were last year. If they can figure out the offensive line, if Bakhtiari can get back, I, I think this team's got Super Bowl contender written all over them. If one of those two rookies is also wide receivers is is good, then uh, that 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 could change the whole dynamic of the offense. And they got Big Bob Tanyan back, and he you know obviously had a great year two years ago before he got hurt. So I see it. Shreve, it'll, be, it'll just be interesting to see if Aaron Rodgers is you know on any psychedelics or uh, or Percocets <laughs> in the middle of the game. You know, that's what we're banking on. Right. <laughs> I don't All know right. if that hurts or helps. <laughs> Sharif, what's your what's your moderate take? And then we'll uh we gotta go rapid fire through our week one picks. I think I think the Patriots will finish last in the AFC East. And ooh, I am ooh, kind ooh. of I'm basically You know the Jets off. play in that division, right? I do, I do. And <laughs> just that's, making sure. That's why I, I only think this, but um <laughs> I, I really, I'm, I'm high no, on the you only, you only think you think it actually. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, Aaron pointed out that the Packers, uh, you know, have a tremendous secondary. Sort of the, the Miami Dolphins are stacked on defense as well. I, I think Mike McDaniel coming in is they're going to make them a contender immediately. I think they're a potential playoff team, wild card candidate. Um, and the Jets have talent. You know, they've got a lot of talent on the outside. Um, they've got a strong linebacking core. I could see them being competitive. There's only one way up when you're the New York Jets. And um, I'm just kind of basing it off of what I've seen from the New England Patriots in preseason. Uh, you know, I've read a lot of reports when they went to go play a, a close practice with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders that they absolutely got dog walks. So um, I know Belichick's down in Miami, he got down there, I think five, six days early for the, for this upcoming game this week. So to me, that just conveys a lot of concern. I think he's worried about his team, about his depth and his, his young quarterback is not really panning out how they thought he would. To say nothing of their running back issues as well. I, 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 uh, and their, you know, offensive talent around Mac Jones. So I, and Matt uh, Patricia. Yes. And whatever coordinator, whoever's running the show there, I, it's, it's, you know, you, you wonder if, uh, if hubris will ever get the best of Belichick, obviously he's the best coach ever to do it, but, uh, it, it feels like we, we are, we are sort of disorganized there and don't necessarily have the talent to, to sort of back up whatever sort of mind games Belichick feels like he's playing. We didn't hear much from Hunter Henry and John U. Smith and Nelson Aguilar and all this money they spent last year. So, I mean, are those guys going to become crazy relevant all of a sudden and, and propel that team to the top of the AFC? I, I uh, tend to not think so. So, all right, we got about six minutes left. So we will go through some, some quick week one hitters. Um, this slate challenging. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine home dogs uh, is what I counted. Rams, Lions, Texans, Falcons, Jets, Bears, Cardinals, Vikings, Cowboys. One of them is going to win outright. A couple of them are going to win outright. It feels like that's just the way it goes. So uh, that said, uh, I asked for your safety game, medium parlay, bigger parlay. Uh, So we'll go through these very quickly uh, and then we'll just go uh, round Robin here very quickly. My safety uh, pick, the one that I feel best about to Mike's point, the Pats dolphins over under right now is 46 and a half. Uh, That feels extraordinarily high to me. I don't have high expectations for the uh, dolphins uh, offense and I don't have high expectations for the Pats defense. I think the dolphins defense could shut down the Patriots. I don't know if they get to, to, uh, 14, 17, uh, given what we know, given what we've seen this off season, I really like that game under Jim. 
Uh, I'm not going to give any gambling advice, but I will give you two games that I have circled just because for fun's sake, because Love I didn't get, to, didn't get to one of them in the sleepers. Uh, Chicago Bears, 49ers, Trey Lance on the road, first full season as a starter. And I think that offense in Chicago is going to be much improved with Justin Fields this year. I think that's a scary game. If you're a Niners fan, I like it. Second game, and it's just because there's so much hype around this team right now, I like the Lions at home to put a little scare into the Philadelphia Eagles because the Eagles seem to be a team that tends to underachieve whenever they uh, people start to get high on them. So those are my week one. Don't put money on them, but I like it. Out there's Love it. Shreve, give me your lock. Uh, my lock is going to be the Dolphins giving three and a half to the Patriots. Uh, that was a complete uh, uh, sequitur from what I was just talking about before. But if I'm going to give you something else here, I also, even though I was just kind of, finessing around the fact that the Jets could be okay. I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to take them to task week one. You've got Zach Wilson, who may or may not be playing. You know, He's not. It's going to be Flacco. Okay, there you go. So you got Joe Flacco coming out there, um, starting a home game in front of the Jet fans who are just the most listless group of people in, in the universe. So um, I think uh, Lamar and them come out and, and easily cover week one. Likes the seven and a half. Aaron. I got the same thing, seven and a half with the Ravens. Not a whole lot of explanation needed other than Joe Flacco hasn't been a competent quarterback in four or five years. So I don't think he's suddenly going to turn into Joe Flacco of 2013. I like the uh, Chargers minus three and a half as well uh, over the Raiders. Sorry, Mike. Uh, just uh, love the Chargers at home. Uh, love, love the offensive firepower, love the defensive, uh, additions that they've made the chargers are that team that I feel like we're going to see come out and, uh, and, and be hot to start. And I, I think sadly, I, I don't think I, I'm not predicting a bad season for the Raiders, but I definitely think, uh, that could be, that could be a big, uh, a big game for them, big opener. So I would parlay the, uh, the Pats dolphins with that. Uh, and, and that's like plus two fifty, which I, I, I kind of like a side bet. You guys smell that? We, <laughs> we, might have to. <laughs> we might have to any other medium range parlays out there from uh, Aaron or Mike that you liked. Yeah, I could, I could jump in here real quick. I got Saints, Ravens, Panthers all on the money line, plus 240. Uh, all favorites, a uh, couple road uh, teams there at the Ravens and the Saints, but Saints playing the Falcons. I think the, we all agree the South Falcons are going to be terrible. Yeah, as we've already talked about. And, you know, Baker Mayfield uh, gets to play the Browns in week one at home in Carolina. We all know Baker plays his best when he's got his back against the wall and he thinks everybody hates him. So, uh, yeah, I'm going plus 240 for that money line. Shreve, uh, just piggybacking right off of that, I went with the Panthers to cover. They got uh, one and a half points and also the under. So Panthers cover and the under is plus 270 right now on FanDuel. Um, that's 41 and a half, so it's a little low, but, I mean, we're talking about Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett here, so I'm not ex exactly expecting fireworks, especially week one at a one o'clock kickoff. Don't see it. Feel ya. All right. And then my bigger bet, I've, I've placed this, I put it in with a uh, uh, longer odds bet, I should say with uh, Aaron and Jim. Uh, I have a Jags and Giants money line parlay in uh, that's about plus 600 uh, Jaguars take on the commanders, the Giants uh, play Tennessee. Uh, commanders in Tennessee, I think are actually going to, I think the commanders, I like the commanders a decent amount uh, uh, for reasons we could talk about another day but uh both of those teams giants and jags i feel like are going to be much improved for last year i think they get started in week one 
any other longer shot guys before we we wrap up here i went to just said oh go ahead Shree. i went to steelers Bengals under raiders money line and cowboys money line for plus 880 so mm. raiders money line Houston up the number on that one. I like it. Okay. Cowboys too. And Uh, I had a real long shot, a real long one here. Uh, Lions, Texans, Giants, money line plus 2,800. Lions at home against the. I'm not a big Colts believer. We're going to need to rework this segment. Yeah. (laughs) Lions, who knows? Giants, whatever. It's plus 2,800. Who cares? All right, boys. Thanks for joining me. T's and TDs week one. Good luck out there. Appreciate everybody joining in and uh, be safe out there betting. Be careful out there.